Tonight we are going to talk about grace. It is a month of grace, abundant grace. Uh, as grace goes, you see, I think previously we've been talking about grace, and I said, grace is what unmerited favor, popularly known. It is the enabling power of God. Where we fall short, that enabling power comes in and equips us to do. That power of God was released as a covenant blessing unto us. He said in John 3.16, that is where I build my case tonight. John 3.16. John 3.16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have an everlasting what life if you believe in him you will not perish but you will have an everlasting life i believe that every single soul will not perish because you believe now these are the things that i want us to take notes you see for god to love the well god always loves the world he loves his creation and he doesn't want us to go through the things that are not meant for us to go through one of the things that sin did is that we lost the glory we lost the enabling power for us to survive man could not do things on his own he needed the the the, the enablement of god the spirit of god so the bible says that god came down in the cool of the day to have fellowship they had that i mean enablement but for some reason when sin came it separated them it brought a barrier it pulled them out of that presence so the bible says that things that was done or things that they were experiencing earlier where everything was made available they lost it the first thing that happened when sin came in they began doing things in original intent of god god had already provided but when sin comes in it pushes you to find ways of doing things on your own things that the lord or the word of god is supposed to do you try to do it and as a result of that frustration steps in so the bible says and god said why have you done this and adam said the woman you are giving me frustration sets in then he asked the woman they could not take responsibility and he pushed it and as a result the earth was cursed and as a result man was pushed out of eden a place where they had everything a place of the glory and the bible says they came out so there came a second man who was in the disguise of jesus but was god the second adam and a second adam came to restore us so john 3 16 says for god so loved the world you and i irregardless of what we have done as things he loved us and this is a requirement that anyone who believes in his son jesus the second adam will not perish will not perish by their strength but they will survive everlasting they will go through an everlasting life in christ they will be able to be what relevant in christ they will be able to succeed in christ they will be able to overcome every challenge in life but outside christ 
they cannot possess that grace. So Christ Jesus is the personality of grace. So the first thing I wrote when I was meditating, God said, write this, God loved the world, the world that was failing, the world creation that had failed and was in condemnation and was rebellion. He loved. So grace comes in place where there is love. Your love for God attracts His grace. So grace was bet out of love. Grace pours out love to our rebellion. So no matter what the sin is, grace brings love. Grace overlooks everything. It doesn't matter what you have done. Grace overlooks it. Grace overlooks it. And make sure that you come back to the place of fellowship. So when God shows you grace, He wipes everything off. It doesn't matter what, I mean, an ancestor has done, or probably you have done. So far as that you will come to a place and ask the Lord, that Father Lord, show me mercy. I repent. Grace will make available unto you a turnaround. Grace gives deeply what we can not release or we cannot give under normal circumstance. He said, For God so loved the world. The world did not love God, but God loved the world. And He gave His only begotten Son. So grace overlooks and seeks for the best in us. So the grace of God overlooks our shortcomings, our weakness, and looks for the best in us. So when God was releasing Jesus to come and die for you and I, he was looking for the greatness, the best, that perfecting that he has deposited in us. Scripture says there's is there's treasure in earthen vessel. There's something in you. That is why Jesus died for you. So he looks for the best and he overlooks our, our shortcomings, our weakness. It doesn't matter what it is. God wants to use you. And God will use you. God will turn things around. Because there's something about you. There's something about your family. There's something about your work. There's something about what you are saying is your weakness. There's something about it. And God doesn't see your weakness. He sees your strength. That is why he says, By his stripes, you are healed. So let the weak say, I am strong. I am as God. So let the weak, let your weakness cry out to I am. And as your weakness cries out to I am, or as your weakness begins to rely on his grace, you become strong because it is his enabling power. You see, God has given us something of value. Grace always releases something that is of value to us. That is why he gave Jesus. So somebody will say, oh, I mean, I have grace once saved, forever saved. And you keep on repeating the sin. That is what Apostle Paul said. Because of grace made available, should we continue to sin? Yes, in a time of serious issues, grace has been released. When the world was in darkness, 
grace was released. Jesus, the personality of grace was released. Look at Apostle Paul. Before he became Apostle Paul, he had killed. There's no amount of, I mean, legal stand that can what? Pardon him for what he did. But grace located him and pulled him out and set him on a new path. The legal systems of our world will always come against people because of their weakness. But you know what? When Jesus was on earth, when the word or when grace was on earth, walking within the three years, he came to meet a woman who had been caught in adultery. And the Bible says that per the law, they were supposed to stone that woman. Most of us, there are certain things we have done and based on that, the devil, Satan, has the right to what? Fight us, to kill us, to take us out, to hold us captive. But because of grace, because of God's love, and because of the hefty sacrifice on the cross, we can now come out when we align ourselves with the truth, with Jesus, when we begin to believe so we encounter grace one through believing jesus so if you don't believe that jesus is the lord over your life or you make jesus lord over your life grace you automatically you can't assess that grace of god so one you need jesus that is why i said i am the way the way for you to receive grace i am the only way for you to encounter grace so that you will not be condemned so that you will not come to a place where you will be oppressed. Some of us, we have walked through certain paths. And as a result, the devil is always remembering us of our past. But I want to tell you, when grace has located you, grace does not look at your past. Or doesn't look at what you have done. It wipes it clean. And it gives you a new slate for you to start from. He said, all things have passed, and behold, you have been made a new creation. So you are made new. So whatever you experienced, if it is in your body health, if it is an uncertainness in your body that is like you've been diagnosed with all kinds of things, and as you come under grace, grace locates you. What grace does is that the life of Christ he said, if you believe, you will not perish, but you will have an everlasting life. It is released to you. So you need to accept it and say, I am no longer of this world. Grace has shifted my status to become a child of the kingdom, a child of God. And because of grace, I can overcome. Okay. So our absolute reliance on Jesus as our Messiah opens the way for us to experience the exceeding riches of his grace hence the need for fellowship so for you to experience the grace of god there's a need for you to have a fellowship with the word with god so every day you need to continue in the word he is the way jesus is the way he said Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my pathway. 
to their destination. It keeps you, it directs you, it strengthens you, it gives you insights. Grace provides an everlasting effect of God's goodness to you. Grace provides an everlasting effect of God's goodness to you. That is to say, you find favor in the eyes of God, in the eyes of God, when you receive grace. So there comes the question, how do we find grace? How do we find grace? I want us to open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 6. In fact, verses 1 to 8, but we are going to focus on the 8. I will give a summary on what happened. Now, this is the time where man had interface with the spirit beings. It says that angels came to have affair because the, the daughters of men were pretty, they were beautiful, and there was corruption. That is to say, sin was birthed. And the Bible says that God was so grieved by what he was seeing. Some of us in our families, sometimes in our path, in our work with God, we entertain certain things. We stumble and fall, and as a result, there's a corruption in our relationship with God. And when that corruption happens, that is where the devil has access to frustrate us. So whenever there's a corruption, frustration comes in. When you take the normal, I mean, even bread, when it is corrupted or when it starts to, I mean, decay, the rate at which the yeast decays and, I mean, the emotes, you realize that emotes around it and even it doesn't become pleasant for you to eat. You cannot eat it because there's something happening on it. That's mode. That thing is destroying it, so you cannot eat the bread. It is. It doesn't become, I mean, relevant. It doesn't become, I mean, of good to you to eat that bread. That is the same way sin happens to us. It does to us when you sin or when sin comes in. The grace of God upon your life, or the grace, the riches in His grace, it doesn't be. It doesn't what manifest. You experience frustration because the God of this world steps in. So you need to keep it. The reason why Apostle Paul said, we shouldn't what? Take grace for granted. God came to redeem us through his son. It was a hefty price. Something that you cannot do. So you need to cherish it. So don't say, okay, well, I will come and pray and go on my knees. No, you need to cherish it. To cherish it. So Genesis chapter 6 verse 8, I read, I mean, from verse 1 to 6, but because of time, the verse 8, he said, when the son of man had already gone through all kinds of corruption, God was so great. But something happened in the verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. A man called Noah, in the midst of the corruption of the sin, found what favor he found favor in the eyes of the lord 
So the question is, how do we find grace? How do we find grace in the sight of God? When you read Exodus chapter 33, from verse 13 downwards, Moses says something. He said, if we have found grace, or if I have found grace in your sight, if I have found grace in your sight, separate I and your people from the people of the earth. Show me your ways. Look at this. If I have found. So there's something that they did. There's something that went on that made them find grace. So the question, how do we find grace? And also, how do you find yourself in the presence of God to attract his eyes? Because he said, Noah found grace in the eyes of God. So how do you attract? That is the question. How do we as Christians attract the eyes of God on our families, on our business, on our marriage, on our career, on our ministry? How do you attract the eyes of God? Psalm 33 verse 18. Psalm 33 verse 18. Psalm 33 verse 18. Psalm 33 verse 18. It says, Behold, the eyes of the Lord is on those who fear Him. On those who hope in His mercies. Look at this. Behold, the eyes of the Lord is on those who fear Him. So the key word is those who fear him. On those who hope in his mercy. I love the amplified. It goes deeper. It amplifies the understanding. It goes deeper. So the key word is those who fear him and those who hope in his mercy. So if you want the eyes of the Lord to be on you and your family, you need to fear the Lord. How do you fear the Lord? How do you fear the Lord? One, by reverencing God and His supreme power. In everything that you are doing, you reverence God. You worship God. So when people are sinning, when people are going contrary to what God wants, you are reverencing God in your body. You are reverencing God in your speech. You are reverencing God. You are reverencing God in everything. Look at this. A perfect example is this. Noah was in the midst of people who were sinning. They were corrupt. Noah was in the midst of them. Let's go to Lot. Abraham's words. Nephew. He was near Sodom and Gomorrah. The reason why he was delivered, look at this. When the angels came, he sought them and he welcomed them into his household. Now the people of Sodom and Gomorrah came. The Bible says that the men of Sodom came that they wanted to sleep with the men. And he said, I beg you, you take my daughters, but don't do this. It tells the condition and the state of his heart. He reverenced God that I cannot allow sin or evil to befall people. I will not push sin 
So how do you reverence God? Psalm 1. He said, blessed is the man who does not take the counsel of the ungodly. So you want to reverence God as a child of God. Make sure that the counsel that you take, the counsel you promote is ungodly. And in our times, there's all kinds of, I mean, evil counsel going about. That you do not sit in the seat of the scorners. If you want to reverence God, don't speak against the things of God. Don't join people to ridicule God, to ridicule, I mean, people of God, and to ridicule the church. You don't need to do that. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't say, you see, Jesus was working miracles and he said he's using the power of what? Of the devil to cast out demons. They were, they were not reverencing what God was doing. And that is what now we are doing as a church. Individually. When God is doing something for your brother, are you saying that God, I thank you for what you are doing in his life? You need to glorify God. That Father, I thank you that my sister, my brother is receiving a testimony. But here's the situation where we are not doing that. We are not reverencing and acknowledging and worshipping God. We are, not, we are not celebrating God in what he's doing in the life of our brothers. So rather, we are pulling one another down. And in the church, that is so common. Christians are fighting Christians. Christians are divided. Ministries are divided. I mean, it is so sad. So you need to reverence God. He says that don't stand in the ways of sinners. Your friends, the things they are doing, are they good? Does God approve? There's a reason why God decided to tell the Israelites, do not mingle with the the, the, the foreign people because they had the capacity, the potential to turn them, to cut the grace that they were enjoying from God. So anytime a king in Israel will lose the grace to rule as a king, it's as a result of their heart turning away from God. So Solomon, the Bible says that his heart turned away from God because his wives and his concubines moved him to serve idols. Look at every king, the Israelite king, the things that caused them to lose their grace, the favor of God, was because of sin. Be mindful of the people you surround yourself with. Jehoshaphat almost lost his life because he surrounded and he went to battle with King Ahab. Ahab was married to Jezebel. Jezebel had idols of Baal, altars of Baal. He, he, he had prophets who were what, worshipping Baal. He led Ahab away. And look at this. Jehoshaphat had partnered. It doesn't mean that don't relate with them because God loves everyone. But don't be equally yoked with a sinner. As a child of God, don't be yoked. So, you need to find like pairs 
You are a child of God. Find a child of God. You need to talk. He said, iron sharpened iron. If you want to have that fear, you need to go through this. To have that fear to attract the eyes of God. Proverbs chapter 3 verse what? 5. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 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 5. I want us to read something there. In the book of Proverbs. It says this. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts. And lean not on your own understanding. So for us to attract the eyes of God. Or to have the fear of God. We need to acknowledge God in everything that we do. We need to acknowledge God in every single thing that we do. Every single thing that we do. Every single thing that we do. So I wrote this. The fear of God will lead you to the truth who is jesus and as a result of the truth you will be set free you will be set free job chapter 28 28 makes the same utterance job 28 28 affirms the same thing you see so job 28 28 and proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 i read proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 it says fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge but the fool despises wisdom and instruction the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge for you to understand grace and for you to receive grace the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge as the fear of god is in you Grace is activated. You come to a place where the eyes of God falls upon you. Do you know what? God looks at the heart. So the Bible says that Joseph in a foreign land, Egypt then was not under the, the will of God. God has selected Israel. So Egypt then was a Gentile. Egypt then was not under the, the covenant that God had. So in, in other fact, they were, I mean, sinners. They were, they were people who did not serve God. Joseph found himself there in the world. Egypt represents the world. He was far from his friends, far from his mother, his father. No one was seeing what he was doing. But you know what? In the midst of it all, he had his integrity right. Some of us, we are working in certain businesses, we are sitting universities, we are writing exams, we are studying by integrity is bad. Do you know what? If you want to attract the eyes of God, make sure your integrity is intact. Don't say no whilst you have to say yes. Don't say yes whilst you have to say no. Don't add certain zeros. Don't do certain things just because you want to what? have an advantage do what is right go by what is right leave what is right if you are working for somebody as a child of god you need to get there at the right time don't use things anyhow 
Do it as if it is for God. It is the fear of God that will cause you to do what is right. The fact that people who are doing anything, messing up around, doesn't mean that you are supposed to do that. So the Bible says, in the house of Potiphar, Joseph did not mess up. He was diligent. Yes, he was a slave. He could have rebelled, but he kept it. He kept doing what was right. And the Bible says, they came a time for a test, a trial, and a temptation. That Potiphar's wife came and said, you are a young-looking guy. There are other people who have given them properties, have given them mansions in Egypt. All they had to do is just to sleep with me. All they had to do was just to submit and please me. You know what? That is the same test that Jesus also went to. For the 40 days and 40 nights, the devil came and he presented to him. That was the same test that came to Adam and Eve. The devil has three ministries to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But you know what? The fear of God in you will cause you to overcome every temptation. It doesn't matter what it is. If you have the fear for God, you will overcome. So the Bible says that and Mo, um, Joseph escaped because he said, how can I do this against God and against my master? So the fear of God works vertical and horizontal. When you fear God, you will not sin against God. That, 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 that issue of addiction, that weakness that you are going through, that causes you to sin. You know what? From today, you should look at it this way. That I don't want to sin against God. And I don't also to offend that person. I don't also, also want to offend my body because it's the temple of God. By so doing, you open the, the, the you make God's eyes fixed on you. So he said, Behold, the eyes of the Lord in Psalm 33, verse 18, is upon those who fear him and on those who hope in his mercies. I love the, the, the amplified. It says, Behold, the Lord's eye is upon those who fear him. Look at this. He went deeper. Those who revere and worship him in awe. You revere God with all your being. So in your room, when you enter your room, say, ah, this room is not for me, it's for God. Because I am a carrier of God's presence. I need to keep this place neat. Your car, I need to keep my car neat. Your body, you need to keep your body neat. So you are worshipping God with your body. So you make sure that anything that goes into your body, it's not going to what affect your body that will what hinder the presence of God because you are the temple. Your house is a temple, your car is a temple. Everything that you hold on to that is the level of consecration you set yourself to. So, your fear for God will drive your consecration level. That is where you come to a point that I will not listen to certain songs, I will not watch certain scenes in movies. Once I see it, I will switch it off. Once I hear certain things that are profane, I will switch it off. Once I realize that a friend of mine is posting certain nudity consistently, 
because of my fear of God, because that I don't want to, I mean, affect the temple that God dwells in. It's either I will disconnect on Facebook, on, on WhatsApp, whatever they are using to post, I will disconnect that person. You need to be so mindful. Joseph preserved himself. And as a result, we all saw what happened to um, Joseph. So to conclude, it is the fear of God that attracts the eye to come before the presence of God, to receive grace. So the Bible says that Noah, but Noah, Genesis 6, verse 8, but Noah found grace in the eyes of God. Why? He feared God. He said, I will not do what you are doing. I will not do that. The reason why God called out Abraham, I believe strongly. Because God said, I know for a fact that Abraham will teach his household and to cause them to follow me and to walk in the status. It means that the heart of Abraham was genuine. He feared God. And that is what happens. Every single man has an aspect of the fear of God. That is why man is always seeking to serve God in a way. But it only takes Jesus for us to come to the presence of God. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 10. Isaiah 40 verse 10. It says, Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand. Look at this. The Lord God will come with a strong hand. We are talking about grace. I said grace is the enabling power of God. Where we are weak, grace steps in and causes us to do. So it is the grace of God that helps us in our weakness. It is the grace of God that helps you to overcome sin. It is the grace of God that moves you from your past into your future and makes your present livable. It says, but behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. I want you to see this. He said, Behold, the Lord God shall come with his strong hand. His strong hand. Let's read Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Isaiah 41, verse 10. He said, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. That is the Lord speaking. Yes, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Look at this. With my righteous right hand. Palakato Shadaba. I decree and I declare from today the spirit of fear departs from you and the spirit of the Lord will be with you. I decree and I declare from today you will not be dismayed. Nothing shall cause you to grieve because God has become your God. The Lord Almighty will strengthen you. Grace will locate and strengthen you. Grace will come upon your life and will help you out. 
you have encountered the personality you have encountered the right hand of god you have encountered jesus and you will be upheld you will be upheld to a place of relevance now let's jump to hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 to 3 but i will focus on the three in fact let's read the entire one to three because we are going to end here and we are going to pray hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 it says god who at various times look at this and in various ways spoke in a time past to the fathers by the prophets verse 2 and it says has in these days or this last day spoken to us by his son by his son that is jesus whom he appointed heir of all things through whom all things also he made the world and look at the three who being the brightness of his glory and the express image the express image of his person so the personality of god or the personality of grace is jesus the express image so without jesus you cannot encounter god without jesus you cannot encounter the grace of god the enabling power comes through jesus and he says and upholding all things by the word of his power look at this now in the isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 he says that i will uphold you with my righteous right hand whatever that came before it he said it is because of my righteous right hand that is why you are going to be upheld isaiah chapter 40 verse 10 says this behold the lord god shall come with a strong hand what is the hand let's dive deeper hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 he says and upholding all things by the word of his power the word of his power and jesus is the word and where the word of the king is there is power the bible says in the verse 3 of hebrews chapter 1 when he had by himself purged our sins on the cross he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high that is to say he sat at the right hand of god so the right hand of god is jesus when jesus name is proclaimed when you believe in the name of jesus you will not perish as a result of that grace comes to you the personality of grace is made available to you so tonight i prophesy and i decree and i declare that because you have believed in jesus the personality of Jesus, oh, the office of Christ Jesus is made available to you. Christ Jesus is grace. Grace is locating you. So if it is addiction, the grace of God that surpasses everything is coming upon your life. And that spirit of addiction is breaking from today. From today, if it is business, the grace is coming upon you to do that business with ease with ease if it is multiplication the bible says and apostles received grace in abundance 
And the Bible says that, and the church began to increase. I decree and I declare, let there be a release of increase in your life, in the name of Jesus. So, for us to find what? Grace in the eyes of God, like how Noah found grace. One of the key things is the fear of God, that we will reverence God, that we will acknowledge God in everything, that we, the next thing, will wait on God. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 said, Those who wait upon God shall renew their strength. They shall mount up wings like eagle. When grace comes, you mount up. When grace locates you, the Bible says the personality of Jesus went into the life of I mean, Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus was located in the midst of the multitude. He said, in your house I will die. Tonight, wherever you are, grace is locating you. Whatever you could not do, anything you could not give, grace will locate you, will come upon your life, and you begin to give. Because he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That is to say, when you receive grace, naturally the ability to give comes in. Why? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. He said he will give, when you read from verse 8 to 10, he gives grace to you to be able to have more than enough. Sufficiency comes when you receive grace. I prophesy you will have sufficiency, more than enough because grace has located you. And he said he gives seed to the sower and what? Bread to the what? The eater, he will give you that seed, and after that, he will bring multiplication. So, the ability to give when you receive from God, you have the grace to give to sow, and that seed that you sow will multiply. May the Lord be with you and bless you, strengthen you, and set you apart. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.